Good morning, praise the Lord, praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another awesome Sunday morning yes, yes. virtual church service. Praise yes. the Lord. We just thank God. Thank you, hey, we're still saved, still loving Jesus, still excited about his word. Yes. I'm telling you, we're prayed up, praise God. Yes. Just been spending all of our mornings on, praying, God. praying, praying. I tell you, yes. we have just been so in awe in the presence of the Lord. Lives are Beautiful. being changed. Yes. Souls are still being saved. Yes. Amen. There's still opportunity for salvation out here. Yes. Yes. Today, if you're on. watching, if you're joining, praise God. If you haven't given your life to Jesus all Christ, right. we're praying that today be that yes. day. Yes. Amen. Right that now. you right will begin to confess right with your mouth and believe in your salvation. heart. Today, that's what it's about. It's about the lost, yes, amen. It's yes, about yes. reaching those who do not know Jesus as well, amen. As reaching those who know him, yes, amen, yes. but need to know him more. Come Praise on. God. I'm Pastor Phoebe Davis again Hallelujah. this morning. I'm here alone with my husband, Pastor Eric Davis. As you heard, Hallelujah. yes, with the, the pastors of More Than Conquers Words for Christ Ministries, we thank God to all of you. We thank God yes. for this. We thank him for always being able to connect us all and join us together. Man, we're so excited today for what God has in store for us. Amen. We truly know that it is a word from the Lord. One thing about whenever you come and join with us or connect with us on any of the platforms, you're going to always get a word from the Lord. You're going to get what's needed, what's going to help you to continue to move forward in Christ. We thank God. We thank God for Jesus. We thank God oh, for our Jesus. Savior. We thank God for mm -hmm. all of you. Uh, we just, I'm telling you, we're just yes. in awe this morning. We're just thank in you. awe. We just had an awesome wake up this morning yes. with prayer. Again, Ooh. I tell you, we invite you to join us Come every on, morning at 6 o'clock a.m. On. on another Come platform, on. creating a prayer culture for God Come platform where I tell you we've been waking up with yes. prayer, just Speaking praying. Up all throughout the day Come amen and all, it has truly been all. making a difference lives are being changed the world Hallelujah. is changing Hallelujah. all because Hallelujah. of the yes. much amen we're so excited amen we want to go ahead and get it started yes. this morning yes. Yes. um just want to share yes. some words of encouragement yes. with you amen before we bring on our pastors pastors lester and sharon hayes yes. amen of new Come freedom on. christian yes. ministries Welcome Hallelujah. to New Freedom Christian Ministries family. Welcome yes. to more than Conquer for Christ Ministries family. Welcome yes. all Facebook watchers, Casby, Podbean listeners, create uh, the Hallelujah, God. Online that have called in for the yes. service. We welcome you. Hallelujah. Share it, share it, share it. Thank Invite you, somebody, tell them there's a word from the Lord. Yes, there is a if word you know from the Lord. Hallelujah. Not Christ, um, share um, it with them um, and tell them um, to join in so that um, today will be the day the that they Jesus. receive him. Yes, in I'm the name of Jesus. After the word goes forth yes, today, yes, we will not soak, be the same. Soak in the word. Come on. This morning, praise God. Hallelujah. Truly, thank God. Amen. A wonderful opportunity once again amen we're just thanking god that you allow us to come into your home this morning you. to dwell with you amen you've been invited amen to come and praise and worship with us amen and hear a word from the lord that is coming yes. forth 
by the man and woman of God, Pastor Pastor Justin and Sharon Hayes of New Freedom Christian Ministry. Amen. A place, amen, where everybody is somebody special. We truly thank God that you seize this moment, this opportunity, as Pastor Fever was inviting everyone, amen, to come, amen, share it, send it out, praise be to God. We got them on Podbean, we got them on Castbox, we got them on Facebook, amen, we got on the Creative Prayer Culture for God, because it's all about communicating, amen, it's what we're living in right now. So that's just the time is right now with this pandemic, with social injustice that is going on in our nation all over the world, but we're thanking God, amen, that we have this opportunity to gather once again, great getting up morning, that this day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're praying that the word of the Lord will come, amen, into your spirit, soak you in your ears and your eyes and your tongue and your heart and your soul and your spirit, that you take the word that's going to be delivered by the man and woman of God this morning, that you allow it to register in your heart, my God, in the name of Jesus. As Pastor Phoebe, praise be to God, is going to give you the word of encouragement, praise be to God, and I will be followed by her, amen, with the book of Psalms, praise be to God, chapter 27, she's going to start with verse 1. God bless. Amen. Amen. And then as we finish up, we'll get right into the, yes. into the word with our awesome, awesome speakers this morning. Hallelujah. Um, in the book of Psalms, the, the 27th chapter, yes. praise yes. God, starting at verse one. And this is an awesome Come psalm awesome. that David wrote. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. And so we're Sprint. praying that it will be an encouragement to fill you up. And he's talking about my heart shall not fear. So the book my of God. Psalms, the 27th <laughs> chapter, in the first verse says this the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i see the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid praise the lord here's david here hallelujah and he says when the wicked even my enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh he says they stumble uh, and fail they stumble thank you thank you and then though in host should encamp against me it says my heart should not fear the war rise up against me in this will i be confident 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 thank you he says one thing have i desired of the lord that i will seek after oh yes lord that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life Ooh, my to God. behold he said the beauty of the lord mm, and to inquire God. in his yes. temple my god for in thy time of trouble yes. he said he shall have me in his fulfillment yeah, yeah. amen in the secret of his tabernacle mm, shall he God. hide me he shall set me yes. up upon a rock Ooh, amen there God. it is david is talking about that Yes, he's talking about how the Lord will keep him. Yes, he was confident in this. Yes, this is we're speaking to you to be confident Mm -hmm. in Jesus, to be confident in Him being your hiding place. Yes, being confident in Him of being your light and your salvation, so that you don't have to be fearing men, you don't Mm -hmm. have to be fearing an outcome, you don't have to be afraid Mm -hmm. on this day. Amen. Keep your trust in the Lord, just as David was speaking. This word is to comfort you this morning. Confident, Confident. amen. We're confident in the word of God. We're confident 
and what's being taught, what's what's being shared. Come on. We're confident that today that when this word comes forth, amen, that it's going to free you up. Yes. It's going to begin to deliver you. Yes, Lord. And it's going to answer those questions that you've been asking. Hallelujah, God. And now shall my head be lifted up above my head round about me. Therefore, I will offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing sing praises unto Mm. the Lord. We started out with praise and worship this morning, singing praises unto the Lord. Amen. He says, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy Mercy upon me. Oh, glory. Mercy, Thank you, God. Jesus. And answer, answer me. me. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus. He said in verse 8, when thou said, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thou face, Lord, when I seek thee. Amen. Seeking the Lord while he may be found. And when oh, you find him, he is always there. He's always near. Thank As David you. goes on to yes. say, not, not thou face far from me. Put thy servant away in anger. Thou have been my help. Lead me not, neither forsake me. My God, O God of my salvation. Hallelujah. My father and my mother forsake me. Then the Lord will take Take me up. up. Hallelujah. God is always going to be there. Amen. And teach me thy way. Amen. As he goes on to read in verse 11, teach me thou, O Lord. And lead me, my God, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Verse 12, deliver me not over until the will of my enemies for false witness arise up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. Verse 13, I have faded unless, woo, I have to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Verse 14, last scripture. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Just continue to wait upon the Lord. Amen. He will continue to renew your strength as the word of encouragement goes out to everyone that is listening on this platform. Amen. Continue to celebrate. Continue to be thankful for everything that God is doing. I tell you, saints of God, he is a wonder. He is a working, amen. Amen. He's working on your behalf, amen. As his word is continued to go forth according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55 and 11. So shall the word of my word go out of my mouth that it will proceed, amen. It will accomplish and it will not return void unto you and I. So we thank God, amen, as the word of the Lord is coming forth, as we introduce our pastors, lovely man and woman of God, amen. We truly thank God for him, amen, filled with wisdom and knowledge and understanding to deliver, amen, a powerful amen, because there is a word from the Lord, saints of God. Hear us, hear us. There is a word from the Lord. Send it out, share it, amen. Get on. You don't want nobody to miss this moment, this opportunity, because this man and woman of God are truly sent by God, hallelujah, for such as a time as what we're living in right now. We're going to take heed of the word, learn from the word, and receive the word of the Lord in our hearts. So, Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus, our Father, which are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
in earth that it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debt as we forgive our debtors. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thou is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God, it all belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Now we introduce, amen, amen. no other than Mr. our pastor, the speakers of the house of today, praise Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes. Bring that word. Lead us. Bring it, bring it. Oh, God. God bless you. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I just don't want 
want to stop in the middle mm. with the bad. Mm. Drown that one. Yeah. I, I want to keep on going yes. and get to the good yes. news. Yes. And that is good yes. news. The good you. news of the yes. gospel. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about the good news of the gospel, we're talking about the glad tidings. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you hear a message and it makes you glad, Hallelujah. it makes you happy. Yes. It gives you hope Sturgeon. that there is something yes. better to come. Yes. Just because mm. some mm. people, some of us, are still living good. Don't have to go out your house. My, my, my. Don't have to go out my house. Say that. You know, I don't have to go to work every day. Work right here in the house. Don't have to. Our children are grown. We get to see our grandkids, but our grandkids are being protected at home. Yeah. So I'm not really faced with that. Got to go to the pharmacy, you know, go get groceries, you know, do a little running around, but try to do it early because let me tell you something. At one time, I was going out there doing it different times of the day, but I've learned mm. it's better to go early when yeah. the place is clean yes. before too many people have been my, through there. Mm. So trying to go mm. early, trying mm. to do all the things I know Come to on. do. Come on. Mm. But let me tell you, with all I do, mm. that doesn't mean I'm going to stay safe. My, my, my. I need the protection of the Lord. Yes. I'm telling you, there's yes. some good news out there. Yes. If we will mm. lean on him and accept yes. him as yes. our Lord and Savior, yes. he will protect yes. us. And so today, I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit, because I won't give Pastor Lester most of the time. Mm. Yes, I'm really going to yes. finish yes. up and talk yes. about this yes, on Thursday evening. Yes, so if you like to join us, you can Thursday evening. We call in on Thursday yes. evening. Pastor, you you know that number. You yes. do that information. Thursday night, 7.30, Wisdom Call and Bible Study, 712-775-7085-123-218 pound, and you're in. Same thing in the morning at 6 a.m. for our, for our, uh, uh, creating a prayer culture for God. Same thing on Wednesday night at 7.30 for our power prayer. Same number gets you in. So come on and join us. We have wisdom calling and Bible study on Thursday night. And as Pastor says, she'll continue to go into great details on Thursday because of that verbal expression in her mouth. You should you just go on and just partake of it and just let God, you know, let God speak through her into your life. You're going to get some of it today. Amen. I'm pretty sure because she's been studying and preparing herself. But again, that number is 712-775-7085. Uh, access code 123-218-POUND. And you're in, you know, and you're in. And Thank that, you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you so much. And you know, it's not that I don't have the number, but I have it in my phone on the Thursday night. Call in and I just press that. Yeah. So I don't remember the number when Pastor have it in his phone that way and he keeps up with the Amen. number. <laughs> so, you know, this is a 30-year retiree <laughs> right here. So he just do things yeah. a certain way. My mind just been conditioned to think a certain way and hers too. She's and my mind's been conditioned to say, She's oh, he knows it. Let him do the infomercial. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So today I just want to start off just a little bit about the good news of the gospel coming from the book of Mark, the first chapter. Yeah. And I just want to look at verses, just two verses in this chapter, verse 14 and verse 15. 
And it was just a blessing for me. And uh, I just want to share that blessing with you, if that's okay. So when we look at the book of Mark, looking at verse 14, and it reads, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Yes, Lord. I love that the scripture says preaching the gospel yes, of the kingdom yes, of God. Yes, yes. It specifies what gospel Hallelujah. he's preaching. Hallelujah. He's not preaching a gospel about pastors. Come he's on. not uh, preaching the gospel about your favorite Come bishop. On. He's not preaching yes. the gospel about someone on, else's God. lifestyle. Hallelujah. The gospel he is preaching is about the kingdom yeah. of God. Mm -hmm. My God. You know, it's amazing how wonderful he is to bring us this good news. Yes. He was already partaker Hallelujah. of that kingdom. Yes. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. He's not doing this for his benefit. He did it for our benefit. Yes. And I thank Jesus <coughs> for that. So I appreciate He's preaching, he's proclaiming, yes. he's putting out a word about yes. the goodness of mm. God. He's not going telling people, if you don't stop doing this, you're going to hell. If you don't stop doing that, that's bad news come going on, to hell. Come on. Mm -hmm. it, nothing good about going come to hell. On, come on. You know, I hear people say things like, oh, I'm going to bust hell wide open. No, but you why come on come on oh no you're not gonna put a dent in it mm. it's nothing you know we can make jokes about it mm. but it's real hell is real and the bible says she has enlarged herself mm. Mm. because of the sins of man come on pastor Mm. Hell wasn't as big as it is bigger now than it used to be mm. because of the sin of men, meaning men and women. Come on. You know, when it said men, meaning mankind. Come on. And so here we see that there is a good news God want to preach. Yes. Because let me tell you something. Once we fall in love with God, Come on. we won't do the things Come that are sent us to hell. Come on. <laughs> so I don't have to preach to you about that. Come on. I'm going to tell you about the good news. Yes. What you yes. gained, yes. not what you lost. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that Hallelujah. I lost hell? Oh, that's Come a on. wonderful thing. When I, when I should have went there because of what he's done, I'm not going there. And so I thank God for that. And so he goes on in verse 15. After he makes it very clear to them what he's mm. there to preach about, mm. the good news. Ooh, 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 mm. ooh. He's preaching the gospel yes. of the kingdom yes. of God. Yes, God's will. Then in verse 15, he says, The time is fulfilled, mm. and the kingdom of God is at yes. hand. Repent ye. Mm. Ooh. Right. and believe the gospel. Yes. Ah, you see, Jesus could say that because 
the gospel consisted of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. That's the gospel. That's it. It's about Jesus. Yes. Listen, oh, let me, I, I just got to look at my notes because I'll get so excited here and leave so much out. The good news is a good message, yeah. not a bad message. Come on. Going to heaven is a good message. Going to hell is a bad message, even though it's true. Now, I'm not saying that hell isn't true. It's true. But everything that's true isn't good. That's right. And I don't want to be partaker of something that, listen, we should be concerned with our loved ones. If we're already saved, thank God for it. But we should be concerned with our loved ones because yes. we don't want them to pass and go to hell. We want to make sure they know this good news. You, we have to understand that Jesus, he came in the world to save us. Yes. The good news of the gospel and our salvation, it came by his word. Yes. It came by his life. Yes. It came by his death. Yes. All those things. And listen, it came by his resurrection. Hallelujah. This is the good news. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. The good news mm -hmm. is I was a mm -hmm. sinner yeah. bound for hell, but now I've been saved by Thank grace. You, Hallelujah. You, oh, the good news. Our sin has been forgiven. Yes. We have been redeemed by the blood of the yes. Lamb. Oh, that's good news. That's Hallelujah. That is Preach powerful up. news. Dallas. The good news, we have a savior. Yes. Good news, we have a father who yes. loves yes. us and sent his only begotten yes. son for yeah. us. Yeah. The good news is I have a healer now. Yes. Oh, glory. Glory, been healed by When to walk in my sin and in my sickness, my, now my, I have a healer. Hallelujah. Mm. I can put them both away. Yes. He has cleansed me yes. of sin, mm. which has healed not only my spirit, my soul, mm. but my body yes. too. Thank oh, you. my God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We don't have to walk around mm. thinking mm. in a circle, mm. having mm. Thoughts Glory. that make no sense. Glory. Thinking everybody's after us. Mm. Thinking mm. that our neighbor mm. hate us. Mm. God can heal yes, that in us. We don't have to live yes, that way. We yes. can love yes, each other. Yes, yes. Mm, mm, we can truly love yes, people that we don't yes, even know hallelujah. if we allow God hallelujah. to do it in our hearts. And so this is the good news mm -hmm. of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But like I told you earlier, mm -hmm. I'm only going to hit a, a, a small amount here today. When we look at verse 15, mm -hmm. he says the time has been fulfilled. Yes. In other words, Jesus have come and fulfilled Hallelujah. everything that we could. My, my, my. Man, we had so many yes, shortcomings. Yes, and left to ourselves, we would still Lord. have those thank shortcomings. But thank oh, for those of us who were liars and Hallelujah. couldn't tell the truth, Hallelujah. Jesus had told the Hallelujah. truth for us. That God will Hallelujah. save our soul. Now that's Hallelujah. the truth. Hallelujah. That God thank loves us. 
Mm, my God. Glory. Oh, my glory, God. Glory, glory, glory. We are love. Yes. Yes. We are valued yes. of God. Yes. He sees value yes. in us. Yes, yes, yes. He don't look at us, glory. even in the midst of glory. our sin, and see what we are, Hallelujah. but see what we can be. Mm, we see glory. the end oh, at the beginning. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Oh my God. Yes. Mm, 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 mm. He said the time yes, is fulfilled. Yes, Jesus has yes, fulfilled it. And the yes. kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Understand, Jesus is Hallelujah. here now. Jesus was right there yes, standing still. before them. He's still here yes. with us. You can feel him anytime. Yes, yes Pastor Emmanuel, yes. God with us. Yes. Thank you. Mm. The kingdom is at hand. Yes. In other words, God's way of doing yes. things. The word of yes. God yes. is right here yes. at hand. Don't let anybody fool you. Excellent. Don't look around and because yes. you see bad things going on, on thinking on. God on. isn't here, thinking Jesus isn't here. That's the trick of the enemy to get to think that. Then he says mm. to mm. them, repent ye. Mm. My God, my God. Jesus understood they yeah. couldn't do everything right. The Come same on. way Come he on. understands we can. Come on. But he said, repent though. Yeah. That you can. Yes. You can turn from yeah. those old Hallelujah. bad ways. Listen, yeah. in the beginning, when a person leave any type mm -hmm. of addiction at smoking, drinking, mm -hmm. drugs, their body still yearns for it. Mm -hmm. But just because the body yearns for it doesn't on, mean you have mm -hmm. to do it. My, 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 my. Glory to God. Turn mm -hmm. yes. from it. Yes. You know? If, if if you smoke cigarettes, mm -hmm. don't go sit in a smoke-filled room. If everybody my, my, else my, my, still my, my, my. smoking at the party, go outside. Mm -hmm. Or go to a party that's smoke-free. Mm -hmm. You have options. You know, mm -hmm. just do what you can do. Yes. Yes. If you're an alcoholic, don't go yes. to the bar. It's a lot of liquor there. Yes. It's a lot of beer there. Yes. There are things we can do if we yes. want to make a change. Jesus is asking us to turn from whatever yes. that sin is. Yes. We turn it. from it. Yes, but once you turn, whew, believe the gospel. Yes. Believe it. Come Believe on. that Come he died on. for Come you. On. Believe that you've been redeemed. Yes. You've been bought with Come a price. On. Believe that you belong to That's him right. now. That's and he is in control of your yes. life. The wonderful thing about Jesus, even being in Come control on. of our lives, he still allows us to yes. make decisions yes. about our lives. Yes. But he'll put us in safety places to make those decisions yeah. but we got to stay there in the same place i tell you he's so wonderful to us yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. he's so wonderful yeah. to us Hallelujah.
there is good news. Yeah. I don't care what's yeah. going on around you, yeah. how bad it might seem, there's good news. Mm. You know, we got news uh, a few years ago, mm. but we've been living life to the fullest. Yes. Mm, 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 we've been living it to the yes. fullest. We have situations in our lives that we deal with. Yes but we're living life to mm. the fullest. Mm. We're still believing mm. in God. Yes. Because if we had listened to man, one of us would have been buried already. Glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But God. Mm. Hallelujah. But God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. But God. And I exalt you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I give Highly. glory to Highly him you because he have kept yes. us. Yes. He have given us life exalted and we have an abundant Lord. life. We're happy. Yes. We love our family yes. and even in what's going on yes. in this world, Lord. there is joy. Yes. There is peace. Yes. We know our God is in control. Yes. And so believe the good news. Yeah. Don't let what's going on around you yeah. overshadow yeah. the good news yeah. to the point where you've forgotten the good news yeah. and all yeah. you see is the bad things that's going on, on around on. you. Your life is more than what the news report says. Your life is more than what the stock market is. Your life is more than what's happened to your job. Sometimes things like this happen that we have to look at the gifts God have given us in life. Some of us, we're paying more attention to our family than we ever have before. Some of us, for the first time, have saw the value in our very own family. Our very own children, yes. our very own spouse. I'm telling you, look at what the Lord has done, yes. even in this time of famine. Some of us now, listen, when we wouldn't give anything, or the only thing we gave was to our preacher, now when we go online and pay our electric bill, we said $50 for someone else's bill, a hundred dollars to help pay someone else's power bill. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Our minds and our hearts are reaching out yes. further than ourselves yes. and the you. people we love. Yes. Mm. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, hallelujah. That now mm. we're giving to those, we really don't even yes. know who yes. we're giving to. Yes. Some of us are going on and giving to feeding America, mm. just doing things we would normally do. <coughs> yes, Buying socks. Yes, mm. Mm. For the homeless. Yes, Lord. Mm. Buying blankets and mm. pillows and yes, different Lord. things that we Good think work. they might need or what would help them be comfortable. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. This is Jesus reaching yes. out of us and using us. And so just know that God is good. Yes. Know that there's still good news out yes. there. God is going to use you to be somebody's right. good news. That's right. That's right. Allow him to Hallelujah. do it. Hallelujah. Allow him to Hallelujah. make you 
a distribution center. Allow him to enter into your heart and help someone else. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm not going to hold on here. I'm going (laughs) to turn it over to Pastor Lester because I really said more than I wanted. I plan to say, I won't say wanted to because we can talk forever. But Pastor Lester, I know it might be a few people who don't know who you are. So this is Pastor Lester, Amen. my wonderful, Praise the wonderful Lord, y'all. Praise husband. Praise the Lord. God bless God you. Glad bless to be with you today. Yes. Yes, Messed I thank God other. for him. Yeah, 35 years worth. Yes, Amen. we do. Lord. And still in love. Yeah, I love him so much. I got up this morning and wanted to dress like him. <laughs> yes, I Nothing did. wrong with that, you know. Yeah, we so, put on that garment of praise. Yes, <laughs> we did. We're yes, both clothed. Peace and the love and the joy of God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we are. So, I just right now, some of you, I introduce you to Pastor Lester and others. I just present them to you. (laughs) Go ahead, Pastor. Preach the word of God. Amen. Amen. I don't don't know whether I preach, but I'm going to share some things with you. Teach the word. Teach it. I love to preach and I love to teach and I love to inform God's people of what does say the Lord. Yeah. That's more important to me than anything else because once you've been informed, it's your job and responsibility to inform. That's right. Because people are forced and faced with making so many decisions and a lot of times they're ill-informed, uh, ill-advised decisions. And so we want people to be able to make well-informed decisions. Amen. And I thank God for it today. Amen. Father, we, we just pray right now, Lord, that you just continue to pour out a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge that will lead us and point us to a vision, Lord God, to get us where we need to be as we move through God, this maze and called life with, with so many things challenging us and coming at us. And so we depend on you. We depend on your word. We depend on the counsel of the gospel. We depend on the Holy Spirit to, to be there, that paraclete, to help us, to guide us, oh God, the spirit of truth you called him. And you said, we need no man really to teach us anything, save the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, the promise of the Father that was sent when Jesus finished teaching on this earth and he went back to the Father so the promise could come. And you said, Lord God, that he is the spirit of truth and he's going to teach us all things, going to continue to teach what you taught, more things were going to come through him. And he was going to bring everything back to our remembrance that Jesus taught that precious good news while he was here. And he's going to show us things to come, reveal some things that we don't know yet. And that's the beauty, man, of today, you know, because what we want to do today is cram our spirits, cram our minds, get our hearts, get the word of God hidden in us as much as we can, because there are still some dark days that are coming. They're they're mounting up and building up right now. And see, the thing is, we want to be prepared when the bad news continue to come in with an increase with over, overcoming it and countering it with good news. So we're stuffing ourselves today with good news. And so that's why this is such an appropriate, timely, relevant word for the day that we're living in because we have seen, amen, in this political cycle, these last four, four years, mm-hmm. we've seen nothing. We were inundated with nothing but bad, bad news. And you think America is the worst place on the earth for some of the things that have been said about our democracy by our very own leaders, you know, we were just inundated with bad news, bad news, bunch of lies, bunch of deception, bunch of corruption. I mean, it was like we were caught up in a major whirlwind, man, and we thought that we would never get out of it. We prayed more than we've ever prayed for change. And finally, when the change came, that was a bit of good news. I mean, you know, we 
we, we, we took over all these states, man, they turned blue. We, we got the Senate, you know, we got the new president in, we got rid of the guy that was in there, you know, and you think, man, that was going to just last forever. That mountaintop experience, we're going to be rejoicing. But all of a sudden, man, it seemed like the very day that he got inaugurated and went to work, the critics came out. They started criticizing all the good that they were trying to do. Isn't that what we were praying for? Isn't this what we wanted? Even Christian people now come slapping more demands on it. Man ain't been in office about eight days, and we wearing them out with all this stuff, you know, all this bad news. And as I was just sitting the other day at the counter after prayer, you know, we fasting and praying right now to the 14th, you know, just, just reading Daniel and, and just being saturated because we know there's going to be some bad news. Now you still got people, man, coming out of the woodwork, sitting in Congress with guns, talking about killing people and killing this one and doing all of this and got all these crazy uh, delusional, uh, dysfunctional ideas about what happened, you know, way, way back then with Sandy Hook. So you got a lot of crazy bad news floating around out there right now. And we're inundated with it, you know, we're saturated with it. And I'm sitting there, man, and I heard the Lord speak to me as I'm sitting there listening to Daniel and just praying in the spirit. I heard the Lord say to me, there is good news. And this was confirmed when I broke away from my little station in there where I spent most of my time, came in and turned the news on just to get an update. I do that in the morning after prayer. And my main man was on there, Ollie Veltram. I love Veltram, man. Cause he tell it like it is. He's one of my favorites. As soon as I turned the news on to get an update, he was just talking about all this bad stuff that everybody's throwing. And he said, let me just say to the American people out there, there he is good news. And that was my confirmation. You know, I said, God, that's a word from you right there. And that's what I'm going to preach. Well, lo and behold, when my wife and I were sitting there, we started talking about it. Well, guess what? She's going to be preaching the good news of the gospel. So I got a double confirmation. And I said, God, I just give you the praise. The people need some good news because there are some stormy days coming. There are some storm clouds. The Bible says, you know, that we need to work while it's daytime because nighttime is coming when nobody can work. This is the time now to fill ourselves up with good news because there are some storm clouds coming your way, you know, and we need to be ready for them. Amen. You know, so that we'll be able to let God bring us through those storms and bring us through those fiery trials that are coming and we'll come out like pure gold. See, that's good news. He said, I'm going to bring you through the fire. I'm going to bring you through. You're not going to drown. You know, I'm going to bring you through. And you're going to come out as pure gold. And I, got, I get excited, man, when I hear these promises that God makes. I get excited about the good news. And thank God, man, I got me a Bible, a Holy King James Bible. I'm talking about a good chain reference. Man, I can just go in there, man, and tank myself up, man, and just get so saturated. And it just seems like it just dries out all that bad news, man, that, that they don't try to saturate and, and just annotate me with, man. And I get to talking to myself. I get to talking to the Lord, you know. And, 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 and see, God has moved me from now just talking to the Lord. I start having me a conversation with him now. And see, that's been a that's been an elevation for us on the line. We 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 moved to another place of talking to God. Now we talk with God. And so I just want to throw that out there. The good news is you don't have to talk to God about your problems because He know everything anyway. Now you can sit down, man, in the confines of wherever your little private place and talk with Him. He's a conversationist. He's a master conversation. He loved to talk. He loved to reason with us. He loved to sit there, man, yeah. <coughs> and reason together with us. 
even though sometimes our sin be red like crimson, God will take that stuff, man, and make it white like snow. You know, where you thought you was going to be condemned by God, God will, man, give you some relief, man. God will give you some healing. God will give you, man, he'll give you some hope. He'll restore it. He'll restore it. I'm telling you, each and every time, you know, as Pastor Sharon said, he'll even physically heal you. If you get in that word, man, and hope in that word, hope in those precious promises. And so that's what I want to pick up and continue to talk about this morning. Uh, subject, uh, there is good news. He talked about the good news of the gospel. And I want to pick that theme up and continue to run with that, that there is good news. I want y'all to hear me out there. There is good news. Even when you get bad news sometimes, you have to understand it's an opportunity for us to be upset because we voted for them rascals and they ain't doing what we voted for them to do. So we get a little bit upset, a little annoyed by that. And sometimes we say, I'm going to pick up the phone and call my representative. We do all those things because we don't like what the news was. We know what we voted for and we want it to happen yesterday. We got that microwave spirituality sometimes and it shows up and it comes out because I need my $1,400. You know, the man said, give me a hundred days. Give me a hundred days. Don't sink on me now. Don't run away from me. Now stick with me. We gonna turn this thing around. I only been here eight days and I done signed more legislation, man, for your family. That's good news. Hang on to it. Don't be so quick to let it go because you get inundated with some bad reports and the, and the people on the right start coming up with all kinds of crazy stuff. We not gonna unify with them. We ain't gonna work for them. He's still calling for unity. And see the thing about this here, when God hears about unity, you know, we look over in the book of Psalm, chapter 133, you know, verses 1 through 3. God loves unity. He said it's like the precious ointment that ran down on Aaron's beard, went all the way down to the hem of his garment, the skirts of his garment. That means it just impacted and affected everybody in the same way that it impacted Aaron. David saw this in the spirit, and he wrote this down, you know, because Aaron symbolized the high priest. You know, and we have a high priest intercessor. His name is Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, when he hears language like that about unity, somebody calling for unity, and he says he already told us what it's like. And it says it's right there in that spot, right there in the White House, right there, wherever he's coming out, whoever mouth is coming out of. He said, I will command the blessing, even life forevermore. That's good news, y'all. But see, you got to look at it through the right prism, the right perspective, the right lens. You can't get caught up in all this stuff <clears throat> that they're still talking about they're going to do. They're still hollering about this man won the election. We eight days in now. Legislation been signed. Some of that other stuff been overturned. That's good news, you know. And so I want to talk about that. There is good news not only on the natural side, the governmental side, the financial side, the economical side, but also on the spiritual side. And that's what we ought to be residing at. We ought to be, man, taking everything that happened out there in the natural and try to figure out, man, through the word of God, through the precious promises of God, through the prophetic word of God, standing on that. Remember, I'm going to build my church on this foundation. There's no greater foundation that can be laid than that good news, that teaching of the apostles and the prophets, the original ones, that with that apostolic anointing, that authority. And God said, well, I am the chief cornerstone. That's the good news. That's the house that God is trying to build. He's trying to build us up, rightly, neatly, fitly, join us together in the household of faith. And so that's the good news that he's talking about right there, that foundation that cannot be cracked. No other foundation. Everything else is sinking sand. If you're putting all your hope in the government, I'm glad we have a new administration. I'm glad the old one is gone. But my hope and my trust and confidence and reliance and independence has always been in Jesus Christ ever since I got saved. I ain't changing that. That's what works. And so let's take a look at this right here, good news. I love to define things when I 
when I hear things, I want to define them so I get a good understanding. And so a lot of times I use all of my resources. I got several resources. I got a strong concordance. I got all kind of Bibles, Bible Smith Dictionary, you know, where I'd be wanting to define things so that ain't nothing like getting a good, clear understanding before you run off and think you got something. And I like to do that because, see, as pastors, we got to make this stuff make sense to the people. You know, we got parishioners out there. We have folks that, that listen to us, and we don't want to just throw some stuff out there to them, man, and send them to a cash app and tell them to send me some money. This ain't about that. This is free gospel right here that we preaching and teaching because we've already been paid, you know, so we don't have to do that. We don't have to sell you this. You can buy this right here without money. Amen. And so let me just, you know, one of my favorite web resources that I use sometimes for defining things and there's a lot of information out there where they've already did the work. So I borrow from them, you know, and I give them credit. So this is this. I'm going to read these few lines that come from one of my web resources where I define what is good news. You hear something like that, good news. I want to know what other insights are out there. And then when I find one I can agree with that line up with my spiritual perspective, I say, yeah, I like that right there. I'm going to borrow that. But I'm going to give them credit. So this comes from one of my, resources, my uh, web sources where they have defined what good news is. Because I got several meanings I had wrote down. I was like, I ain't putting no Webster Dictionary out there today. I ain't going with no Meredith Dictionary today. I'm going to go with this right here because this has so much spiritual implication in it. And I just want to read it to you and share it with you. And then we're going to get on into these scriptures. And it says, good news, according to one of my web resources, stated and defined good news as follows. And I'm in total agreement now. Maybe you will be too after I finish this because you have to understand, we have to see things, man, through a narrow scope called Christianity. You know, that's how we have to see things. Because if we try to see things through all these other religious systems that are out there, it'll mess us up. You know, you got a whole bunch of world religion out there right now. All, you got 4,200 different denominations out there right now. And that's a lot of different insight. That's a lot of different persuasion. That's a lot of different tradition. You know, you don't want to inundate your mind with that because in that, a lot of times, it's bad news because it conflicts with your beliefs as a Christian. And so you've got to eliminate some stuff, man, so you can maintain some sanity here. This is why we often pray, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in us. Why is that so important? When he came to this earth, he said, look, I came because I was sent. I didn't come on my own. I was sent by my father and he gave me the message of the kingdom to come and to teach it to you. And I want you to hear his message of his kingdom and I want you to go do it because you can't do it until you hear it. You won't know what to do. You'll start grabbing all these other teachings and denominations. You'll be out here doing good works and righteousness. You'll be part of the tradition of men. You'll be caught up in philosophy, enticing words, excellency of speech and leave out the most important thing, which is a demonstration of the spirit and power of God. See, that's, that's, that's the mystery right there. That's the good news of the gospel, you know, that when you repent of your sins, turn away from them and turn toward God, that's what Peter told them. And they said, what must we do, Peter? Open the second book of Acts, you know, chapter two, um, the, the book of Acts chapter two, verses round by verse 36 through verse 40. And Peter said, good, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. You want some good news? You're the ones who were responsible for crucifying him. I know John baptized y'all into repentance, but see, this is good news right here. And he said, you want to know what to do? Repent ye and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, what the Father promised. And it's a promise for you 
and your children. No one got so many children right now. They don't even know what the promises of God is because we ain't got no good news. So we ain't sharing no good news with them because we ain't looking in the book where the good news is at. And so how in the world are we supposed to help a generation when we can't even help ourselves? <clears throat> so we grab everything that people throw at us. We get inundated with it. We buy into it. We start complaining. We go on our page and we send out all our responses, negative responses, not name script. How you gonna counter some bad news with good news if you don't know no good news? And God wants us to know. So let's define, I'm talking to you not from a Christian perspective. I'm looking at this through a Christian lens because if you remember now, Christian, Christian mean Christ-like. So we wanna be imitators of him and we gotta know him to imitate him. And we can't know him without his gospel. It defines who it is. Remember Moses said, well, who do I tell Pharaoh sent me? He said, tell him I am that I am sent you. And then he went on in the, in the, in the new covenant and told him, he, he, he answered that I am. I am the light of the world. I am the bread from heaven. You know, I am the line of the tribe of Judah. He came back, man, and explained to every Gentile person that he taught Jews, that he taught, thought they knew the Messiah, it had been prophesied. He came and filled in the blanks on I am that I am, you know. And they rejected him. They denied who he said he was. And he said, if you come to me, here's good news. If you really come to me, you got to first start with believing that I am who I say that I am. I should know who I am. I should know where I came from. I should know who I belong to. I should know who sent me. I should know who message that I'm bringing. It ain't my message. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes. You know what I'm saying. God so loved the world. He so loved you that he gave you me. And I accepted the, the, the <coughs> The command for my father is to come and lay my life down for you. <clears throat> that you might be able to have the good news of the gospel. His death, his burial, his resurrection. I didn't stay in the grave. I got up with the victory. And my father gave it to you through me. You know. And so you don't fight for no victory these days. You fight from the position of victory because we've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness, the old covenant, the old kingdom, the old way of doing things. And we've been transferred into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of glorious light. Come on, royal priesthood. Come on, holy nation under God. Come on, chosen generation. Come on, peculiar people. We ought to be showing for, my God, the praise of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Don't be praising no man. Don't be praising no woman. Praise your God. None of those people can do anything for you like God. That's the good news. That's the good news. And so the good news in Christianity is, is this. The good news is the message of Jesus Christ, period. Get that? The Christ of the Messiah. See, that's the good news, you know, the Christ the Messiah. You know, or you can call the Messiah or Christ, you know, son of the living God, anointed one, you know, savior of the world. God's ruler promised to us by scripture. That's the key right there now. He promised to us by scripture. Forget about all that other stuff. Buddha, Allah, let every other name fade away. I'm going to narrow you down right now because we're trying to think and shape our perspective from a Christian standpoint. And we got to have the scriptures to help do that. Got to point us to that good news because there's, there's rainy, stormy days coming, y'all. You know, they're coming, you know. We ain't out of the woods yet. But the ground we stand on is holy ground. Mm -hmm. The foundation that we build on is the rock of our salvation. His name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. As long as that don't change now, politics can change. We can have President 47, 8, 9, however many. 
but we put our faith in him, okay? We put our faith in him. And so that's what the scripture tells us to do. Specifically, the coming kingdom of God is death on the cross and the resurrection to restore people's relationship with God. But it was done by the descent of the Holy Spirit on believers as our helper, okay? This resulted in a promise and a hope of being saved for, for any who believe and follow Jesus. And through this now, this hope, a healing of brokenness of the entire created universe can benefit, can prosper, can be blessed. The Christian message, notice what I said, the Christian message, I ain't talking about all these other political messages, all these other persuasions, I'm not talking about all this other false teaching, false doctrine, antichrist stuff that we're going to see, you know, I'm not talking about that. You know, you go to conference and get all that you want, buy all them books, get all that product off the table, but you get your Bible, man, and you can do some discovery yourself. You know, God will open up and just ask him for some wisdom. If you like it, he'll give it to you liberally and then make sure you get some understanding so you know how to apply this stuff, man, when you start living your life and walking by faith and not by sight, you know. And it's got to be spiritually discerned. The word, you cannot use your carnal mind. You can't use your PhD, your DCC, whatever the, whatever your certificate is. You can't use it to discern the word of God. Even if you went through a theological seminary, if you not feel with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, you still going to come up short. You got to have the Holy Ghost to spiritually discern the word of God, you know. Because <clears throat> it's more than just a letter, because the letter of the law killeth, but he said the spirit of it gives you life. And so we can't serve God without the spirit of God like he needs to be served, like he wants to be served, like he promised that he would be served. We're trying to do it in our flesh. We're trying to do it, man, in, in, you know, in, in our tradition. And there's no demonstration of the spirit and power of God because there is no spirit in the vessel. There's tradition in there. There's a spirit of tradition. You know, there's, there's great oratory skills. There's, there's great philosophy. There's great speaking ability. But God wants the power of the Holy Ghost to be in charge. He wants him to work through the church and in the church and through those members of the church. Amen. And so how can you, if you, if you don't know about it, see this good news right here. The Christian message of good news is described in the four gospels. And you can read the gospel. I'm not going to go over them today. It relates to the saving acts of God due to the work Jesus did on that cross and resurrection from the dead, which brings reconciliation between God and man that we lost. Amen. When Adam and Eve sinned, you know, we ain't going to deal with that, but that was, that's how we lost it. But thank God there was a second man, Adam, that brought us some more good news, gave us a chance to get back reconciled to God. The Christian Testament as a whole shows this contrast. If you look at it through Christian uh, uh, lenses by showing that in the beginning, God created all things perfect, but that sin was introduced in the man's now imperfect nature as a natural consequence of humanity's rebellion against God by disobeying as clearly stated in the commands of God. You have to understand that. Now, we all became sinners because of Adam and Eve's sin. But then there was a second man, Adam and a man, that we can now be reconciled back to the Father any day, any time, because the Lord said, look, over in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses writing here to the people, reminding them, chapter 30, verse 19, the Lord said today, any day that you decide to trust him, any day that you decide to put your confidence in him, he said today, that day of salvation, that day when you realize that, that day when you hear the truth, that day when that good news began to speak to you, because Paul said it is the power of God and the salvation for all who shall believe. And how can they believe except they 
hear, and how can they hear except there be a preacher that preaches and teaches to them? He said, when that happens, that day, God is actually calling heaven and earth to witness against you, and he is setting life before you, okay, and telling you to choose life, not death, but life. And you can't have life unless you have it through Jesus Christ, who came and dwelt among his own, according to the book of John, the first chapter, verse 14, full of grace and truth, enough of what we were going to need to free us. We didn't need to look to nobody else, to no government, to no president, to no sinners, to no congressman, no, no, no false prophet, you know, no antichrist speaker, no angel of light of Satan. But look in the gospel. It is the light. And when that light enters into your life, into your spirit, into your mind, it'll renew you. It'll convict you. But guess what? It won't come back void because it's God's message. It's God's message to the world. That's the good news of the gospel. And when that happens, he said, the interest of my word, it giveth light. It giveth light. David wrote that in the book of Psalm chapter 119. It giveth light. I want to say verse one, uh, one, one, 105, I think it is. You know, it giveth light, you know. And so you just got to be confident in the things of God, that good news. That's what we stand on. All this other stuff that's going on around us right now, don't get caught up in it. Go to your word and build yourself up in the good news, you know. Because it is a lot of good news, a lot of precious promises in here. And he said it's for the work of God to re reunite them with his people. You know, that's what, the, that's what the, 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 the word was supposed to do in this time of contrast, you know, right from the beginning. Because God made everything perfect. It wasn't until around about the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 when Satan deceived Eve. And, and, and her and Adam. And all of a sudden they were separated from God because they, they disobeyed God and they ate that fruit. You know, and it caused separation and God put them out, you know, and he said, hey, from this day forward, there shall be enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And you're going to bruise his head and he's going to bruise your heel, you know. And sometimes when that bruising takes place, we get a little bit thrown off. You know, we think our whole life is shattering, whole life is coming apart. And we forget about the second man, Adam, who knew no sin, who came and reconciled us back to the father. We got to always keep that good news in our forethought. That's why the Bible said, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus, book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, King James Bible, let it be also in you. Let our thoughts come in agreement with God's will. Commit our works unto the Lord so that our very thoughts can be established. Book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. You know, that's good news, knowing what to do when the crisis comes. Knowing what to do when I'm in the storm or before I get in the storm. Knowing what preparation I need to do when I see the fire burning and it begins to gain momentum and it's coming my way. What do I do? I trust God who will bring me through the fire. If he can do it for Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego and be the fourth man in that fiery furnace so that when King Nebuchadnezzar looked in there, he said, oh, my God, we put three in there, but I see a fourth man, and he looks like the Son of God. Hey, shake him by my shadow. <clears throat> you ought to want to see God in your fire, God in your storm, God in your boat. Wake him up. You care that we drown, Lord? We care that we perish out here in this life that we're going through. And let him speak peace and calm to the situation. He'll do it. That's what he did before. He's the same yesterday, today. He had not changed. We just got to trust him. We just got to know what to do. We got to know that, you know, there is good news. You know, there is good news. There's bad news, but there's good news. There's better news, you know, than what we're getting every day. We're getting inundated with, amen. God want to restore that back. He want to take man's rebellion and turn it around and deliver you from the humiliation and bring some humility into your life so that we can humble ourselves under the hand of Almighty God that he might exalt us in due time. God hates pride. 
and we ought to hate what God hates, even if it show up in your own life, in my own life. You know, don't fall in love with your pride. Don't fall in love with your with your uh, your way of doing things. Get into His way of doing things. You know, that good news informs us, tells us what we can do, what we can have. You know, the context of the gospel also crucially includes the final destiny of man. Don't lose sight of that. You know. This part of the context is necessary, it's urgent, because the Bible explains, let me tell you, the Bible explains, you don't need no private interpretation, you don't need all these fly-by prophets with all these conferences bringing these 21 people in here to give you a word when you've got 66 books of word. And you've got minor prophets and major prophets that's already foretold what was going to happen today that we're living in and tomorrow that we ain't made it there yet. So you don't need all this new stuff, all this additional stuff. You know, I don't care who they say they are, how many titles they got, how many conferences, how many <coughs> nations they done traveled to. You know, I know probably the Trump right now probably wishing he never would have listened to some of them prophets, them evangelicals that came and prophesied to him because he's out of office now. They talked about, they, I mean, hey, the Bible says this in the book of Peter. How do you determine a false prophet? If what they say and prophesy don't come to pass, that's a false prophet. I didn't say that. The scripture said that. Mm. And a lot of that stuff that, that was prophesied by him, it didn't come to pass, y'all. You know, that was bad news for him, but good news for us because we trusted in the word of God. You know, we trust, and we still praying for him. We prayed that he would know the truth and be free from it, that he would repent. It just didn't happen. But that was good news. That was the way out. That was the angle. But he chose to go the other way. You know, listen to them false prophets. Listen to all them false prophecies. And they still out there now, man, jacking up the scripture, trying to make that stuff fit and make it work. It's over. When God removed his spirit from you, when God removes his authority from you, you had every chance for four years to repent and turn away from that lifestyle and turn to God what you was accustomed to. And you didn't. You failed. And many right now are being bit by that bug. They bought in and they're being just as crazy with all this bad news and all these conspiracy theories that they don't have one, they're making up one. It's just crazy right now. And it's annotating the minds of people. It's confusing people. But I was looking at some data, some data the other day, man, it blessed me. It was good news in the midst of all of this. I saw a stat sheet that Ari put out, that Mr. Velshi put up there, and it talked about since January the 6th, <coughs> the thousands of people that were Republicans that have abandoned that party, running for their life, man, and now they become independents. They didn't become Democrats, but they sure didn't want to continue to be a Republican. Because that bad news drove them out. And there are many, many others right now, I believe, that if they hear the good news of the gospel, the precious promises of God, they get behind this message, this theme right now that we're working on, praying for, that we are the United States of America, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's good news. It ain't, it's good news. It was good news. It's still good news. And it's going to be good news because when God sees the word united, he starts seeing it as unity. He starts lining up blessings and he want to command them as an evil life forevermore. He wanted to run down from heaven, you know, from him, the high priest, and just cover and blanket the whole land and drive out this darkness. Good news, get rid of darkness, gross darkness, any that's on the people. <coughs> Good news will encourage them to rise up out of these ashes, you know, and take a stand, you know. And so we thank God, man, we keep this stuff, you know, listen to what he says here. He says that, you know, there will be a judgment day and in the words of Jesus, the standard which will be required of every person is to be perfect. 
That word perfect, he means be mature in your understanding, wisdom, and knowledge of God. His way of doing things, what he says about things, what the scripture says. You know, this is what Christians are supposed to do. This would be the first place we look, the first place we search, you know, in the word of God. What did God say about it? We ought to want to know. The law of God requires judgment and punishment of righteous, of unrighteousness. And the Bible clearly states that no one is righteous because a holy, perfect, and just God cannot deny his own nature by simply ignoring or excusing the sins of people who have rebelled against his holy law. All people are in a desperate situation right now, we don't doubt that, having shown man's problem, and the Christian testament goes on to explain the solution is this, the good news of the gospel, the good news. The precious promises that God made us. What is good news from Jesus' perspective that he came to bring? He's still bringing. He's still sending. You know, it's that good news, you know, when he's telling people that, hey, look here, that we are being loved by a, God, a caring God, a faithful God, and we're being forgiven for all the bad things that we continue to do. Man, it don't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. Look at what he's saying to us. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's good news. It's good news. You know, it is good news. God still commands everyone everywhere to repent because this is what is missing in our society today. You know, that's what's missing. Nobody want to repent. Even in our churches, it's missing. We're talking about everything else, man. Prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. More prosperity. Cars, houses, new, all that stuff nation and world that's all we're seeing right now everybody trying to get rich coming up with a scheme you know selling stuff nobody talking about repenting when you repent that'll bring favor that'll bring blessings you know they get added to us that's god's way of doing things it seems like less and less people today want jesus i wonder why well to me it is obvious they will take him as long as they don't have to repent of their sins and their wrongdoing. As long as they ain't got to give up nothing. Long as they don't have to change things, they would take Jesus. Long as Jesus stay in his place and they stay in there. See, most of the people already know repentance means change. Alternative lifestyles got to happen. Readjustments got to take place. Giving up some stuff and some people, you know, some new friends got to take place. For most Christian believers, this is simply called and or understood as conversion. You know, that transitioning from one thing to another, that old life, you know, that old life fully into a new life, out of the world and into Christianity, dive over in it, jump over in it, from just being born of the flesh to being born of the spirit, which is from above. We should all know this. Real, genuine salvation is always based on truth that consists of both repentance and conversion. You know, you can say you're sorry all, the, all you want to, but if you go back and continue to do the same thing, that means you are not converted. What then exactly is repentance? In layman terms, you know, it is defined as godly sorrow and for, for, for our sin. Godly sorrow over sin. Don't be so happy about sinning. Don't be so quick to sin. Try to resist it. Try to fight it. You know, it's missing the mark. You know, separates us from God. It is when we turn from sin or that thing that caused us to miss the mark and fall short to the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness, for healing, and to receive his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost for some folks. 
we all remember John the Baptist, the voice that was crying out there in the wilderness, baptizing all them folks unto repentance, but he also came before Jesus Christ. John the Baptist actually demonstrated to us the power of repentance, that it comes first before you can receive anything. Preparing the way for Jesus, that's what he was doing. That's what we're doing now, preparing the way, getting people ready for his second coming. That's the good news. Doing the work of an evangelist, spreading the good news of the gospel, the ministry of reconciliation. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know whether that's what we're doing, but John the Baptist actually demonstrated this, how important repentance was. We got to demonstrate how important it is in our own life by living repentant lives, you know, keeping that good news, man, active in our lives. A true repentance results in us trusting in the Lord and anybody else that will come to him and believe, you know, Jesus Christ as the remedy for our sins, both judicially, meaning that penalty for sin, it frees us, it gets us off the hook, it satisfies God's propitiation, and practically living, meaning the power of sin over us in our lives, having dominion over us. Not just, you know, you do something wrong. If you do, you'll have to go back and get saved and get rebaptized. Just repent and ask God to forgive you and, and keep moving. Ask him to help you not to do it again. He's faithful and just according to the scripture in the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse, verse 7 through 9. Say he's faithful and just to forgive those who ask and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, you know. So ask him, to, Lord, help me. I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to continue in sin. How can I, when I say I'm a Christian, you know, he'll help us. In other words, repentance must be one of the works of the Holy Spirit that starts in our hearts with conviction of our sin. And he begins to guide us to Jesus to save our lost souls. It is the work of the Holy Spirit once we are saved to guide us to Jesus Christ because he is the promise of the Father, even the spirit of truth, the counselor, the comforter. Okay, the paraclete who walks alongside of us and never leaves us, you know, once we receive him. He is Emmanuel, God with us, you know, make no mistake about it. We all do need Jesus. Therefore, whether we admit it or not, you know, his death was not and is not and never will be in vain. So let's. Uh, let's take a look at a scripture right here in the book of Romans, chapter uh, 2, verse 4. It says, Or despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Leadeth thee to repentance. Think about that. Don't despise thou the riches of his goodness, not the riches of this world, not the riches of man, but his goodness. There's something far better than silver and gold. All that is his anyway. And he already said, look, before life is, this life and age is over, you're going to see the wealth of the wicked being turned over to the just. It's laid up for us. So let God decide when that season is, when he want to give that increase, when he want to add that to us. But don't pause it. Look, I don't, I don't, I count everything else a pile of dome that I may be, I may comprehend the one that have apprehended me. You know, everything else. Nothing else matters more than that. Solomon even said that. Everything else is vanity on vanity. The good news is what counts. Only the good news, what we do for the Lord, is what's going to matter in the end. And the whole duty of a man, book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, the last verse, the whole duty of a man comes down to this conclusion, is that we fear God and keep his commandments. That's good news. That's good news. 
And so he said, don't despise doubt the riches of his goodness. It leads to repentance. You know, when you start telling people about good news, it's eventually going to lead them to repentance and forbearance and long suffering. You know, sometimes it may seem like we get so short with them because they ain't getting it. We know we're doing a good job witnessing to them. And why don't they get saved, Pastor? You know, you know, we've been praying for them. But I'm, why is it so hard? You know, but you got to understand God has given seed to the sower. And you got to remember some plant, some water, but it is God who gives the increase. You can't get no increase. Let God do that. You plant and you water. And don't try to figure out which one you're doing because sometimes you might be watering what somebody else planted. So it's all one and the same for the sower and the waterer. But God is the only one can give the increase. And if you, you, if you forbear with them and long suffer with them and love on them, and share the love of God with them, shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, according to the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 5, God has given us and equipped us everything we need. And as we begin to lift up his name in the earth, he started to draw them. That word draw me, he'll drag them out of drugs. He'll drag them out of tradition. He'll drag them out of witchcraft. He'll drag them out of rebellion. He'll drag them out of drugs. He'll drag them out of prostitution. He'll drag them out of homosexuality. He'll drag them out of lesbianism. He'll drag them out of those alternative lifestyles. He'll drag them out of false religion, false teaching. He'll drag them out of it. That's what he said. I will draw. That means drag. You look it up. And see, that's the good news. We just got to keep lifting him up. He said, don't despise it. <clears throat> Not knowing that the goodness of God leaded thee to repentance. <clears throat> Read that right there. He said, look, not knowing that the goodness of God leaded thee to repentance. See, when we start sharing the good news of the gospel, it leads people to repentance. That's how I came. Some of you came that way. You forgot and don't remember. But you heard something good that you never heard before. You loved it. And you decided enough of this, this stuff is enough. I'm missing out on too much. And you gave your life to the Lord. And guess what? He saved you and he didn't have to do it but once. You know, led you to repentance, you know. Chapter uh, two of the book of Peter, chapter three, verse 14 says this. Wherefore, beloved, look at how you address it. Seeing that ye look for such things, what, what such things? Goodness that lead to repentance, okay? You, you got to look for these things. You got to believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You got to believe that. All this stuff going on, don't let it cloud your view. Why? Because Pastor Sharon said there is good news of the gospel we got to know what it is. And he said, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace. Keep your mind stayed on God. Know what it is you're looking for. Know what it is you're hoping in. Know what it is you're depending on. Know what it is you're relying on. Know what it is you're assured of. Know for assurity. Be like, be like him. Fully persuaded in the spirit of your mind that when God said something, if I trust him, he going to count it toward me as righteousness. I just got to believe it. Come to him and believe that he's who he say he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He is I am that I am. He's not a man that he should lie. I love this. And he says, uh, you know, you, that ye may be found of him in peace without spot or without being blamed. Blameless, he says. Man, that's good stuff, right? That's good news. That's good news. Then he goes on. I love this in the book of Psalms, chapter 35, verse 5. Listen at this, man. It just stirs me up, man, to get all this good news. See, we're getting ready for that day that's coming that ain't came yet. We done made it through January the 6th. And look at the good that came out of it. Devil meant it for our bad. Five people lost their life. I pray their soul rest in peace. But it could have been 500. But thanks be to God, see, that God turned around what the devil meant for our bad and worked it out for our good. Some people were sacrificed. 
But see, sometimes we, we have to let God decide what their heavenly reward going to be. He know how they died. He know they died at the hand of a murderer. He knows some of these people shouldn't have been out there. And God ain't mad at them. He mad at the ones who was out there, who, who was the mob and the rioters, taking things in their own hands, you know, spreading bad news. You know, but we saw good come out of it. What the devil meant for our bad, God turned it around, worked that together for our good. Now we got a total change of everything up there. That's good news, y'all. He says in the book of Psalm chapter 35, 33, verse 5, he loveth righteousness. I love this now. Listen to, that Listen to David's wisdom here. This blessed me. He says, he, talking about the Lord, talking about God. This is David talking to the people about God. He says, he. I want you to put God right there. He, God, our God, loveth righteousness. But he don't stop them. Because he loved righteousness just as much as it says and judgment. God going to hold them accountable if man won't. If we don't accept <coughs> responsibility and be held, willing to be held accountable for our own actions and behavior, I would rather deal with man's punishment than to deal with God's wrath. Hallelujah. Come on now. Look at what he said now. He loveth righteousness. Yeah, he would love for us, man, to, you know, to be righteous and to deal with each other and righteousness and God righteous, get along with each other. But he said, if we don't, somebody's wrong. Everybody can't be right. Somebody's causing that house to be divided against itself. I'm the judge and I know who it is. And I'm going to judge you according to your actions. If you don't want to hold yourself to a higher standard of moral and ethical high ground standards, that you say you was established on, if you don't want to let righteousness exalt this nation, if you don't want to be blessed by the God of this nation, then guess what? You're setting yourself up for judgment, and you should not want to be judged by a fair God, a just God. He said, how can you say you love me? You ain't never seen me. God, that you know me, you know, and hate your brother that you see every day in the chamber, on the floor, you know, working out, uh, for the people, of the people, by the people, trying to govern the affairs of the people, trying to do the right thing by your constituents. You know, if you ain't going to work toward unity, then don't work to divide because I will take you down and raise another one up. I'll replace you. Have you not seen what I did on the big scale here? I took your boss out and I put a new boss in and he came with the right message. He came talking about unity, unifying, bringing together. You know, that impressed heaven. That brings favor from heaven. And there's going to be turbulence and there's going to be obstacles to get there, but that's okay. Some folks are going to fall away in the process. The scripture warned us and told us that. In the last day, we're going to see a great falling away. It's called apostasy. You're going to see some heretics raising up with a different message. Been saved now, but they're going to come with a different message. They're going to start talking about constellation. They're going to start talking about satellites. They're going to start talking about all kind of cultic uh, witchcraft, evil stuff that's taking place. They're trying to throw people off. Bad news, infrared lights, all kind of stuff. It's happening right now on the Senate floor, trying to bring guns in the chamber, trying to create an environment of fear to scare people. It's an, it's an occulted practice. But God is aware of it. God ain't going to put no more on his people, man, than he know we can bear. And with that temptation, see, they're trying to tempt people to, to, to be fearful and to, and, and, and to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm stepping down. I'm getting out of here. I didn't sign up for this. That's what they want to do. You know, but see, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And see, we praying for these people. We backing these people up with our prayers. And Lord says, it's the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous that are much. See, that's good news to me. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raised up a standard, not man. 
God raised up a standard. They down there in Mar-a-Lago trying to figure out what to do next. And God then moved on. The legislation being signed. You know, people's hope is being brought back to life. You know, you know. And the man asked for 100 days. He said, just give me 100 days. You know, new more vaccines is coming out. You know, a lot of good, good, positive, good things are taking place. And it's leading some people to abandon that party, that shipwreck, and, and go out on and be independent. You know, be neutral. Don't be a part of it. You know, and, and thousands of people. I saw the stat sheet, man. I was like, man, that's impressive. So see, there's good news. As all of this bad is taking place, there's good coming out of it. And it's leading people to repent. Some of the people saying they're sorry they ever saw this man, never heard his name. <coughs> but look at what he said. He loveth righteousness and judgment. We don't judge nothing before his time, but we let God judge because his judgments are right and they're just. We okay. We're praying. We love them. We don't want to see nobody die, Pastor Sharon said, and end up spending eternity in hell. You know, we don't want that. Not for anybody. Not even the Trump family. We wish they would repent and be saved. You know, but we're going to have to leave them to God like Saul was. First, first king of Israel, man. Got in there, man, doing real good. All of a sudden, man, David got the people shouting about his 10,000 and saw his little thousand. He got jealous and angry, man, and he started going in there messing with the holy things in the temple and calling the, the palm readers and the game sellers and, the, you know, the crystal ball folk, the magicians, man, and just made a mess out of the holy things of God. And when the prophet went to him and told him, said, look, you God getting ready to take his spirit from you. You know, you done lost your mind. You're delusional. You know, then he tried to kill David. Out of jealousy. You know, there are folks right now trying to kill people out of jealousy because they see this thing working. United States of America, one nation under God, indivisible liberty and justice for all, brown people, white people, black people, red people, yellow people. They can't stop what God is doing. All people. God, Jesus said, I die for everybody. You can't stop what God is doing. You know, lose your life trying. You know, because of that judgment, you know, it's coming. Um, Psalm, the book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse 13. I think we heard uh, Pastor Eric, Pastor Peter go over this first King James Bible. Listen at it. He said, I had fainted. You know, I had fainted. I was at the counter. And it was like, you know, I'm like, what is going on? Look like everywhere you look, we being annotated. And my man came on and said, hey, hold up, hold up, people. I don't even know whether the brother saved, but he showed, spoke a powerful, profound word. He said, there is good news. And he starts showing us the list of things that Biden and them have already done. I said, now, boy, that's good right there. That's good. You know, it's all how you, you perceive a thing, how you look at a thing. And see, we got to look at it through the Christian prism, the Christian lens, based on the promises God made us. And know that those things will pass just like these four years passed. You know, we got a new administration. So don't faint, you know, in well-doing. Just pray about it. Just stand on the word of God. Stand on the promises. Know what they are. Put them in your heart. Hide them in that you don't sin against God. Why? There's another rainy day coming. There's another assault and attack that's coming, you know. And we're praying that it don't. We're praying that it be quick, that it end quick. We're praying that God will intervene. But we leave it up to God. Judge it how he's going to deal with it. We do what we're supposed to do. We lift these things up to God. We pray about these things. We intercede. We get on the wall. We take a position. And we use the prayers of the righteous. We use the prayers of the saints. And we pray because we're God's people called to pray you know, humbling ourselves, praying to God. And we know that God will hear from heaven, you know, and he'll forgive our sins and heal our land. That's a, that's a universal prayer. We're not just praying it for me as an individual. We're praying it for all those people out there who don't yet know God, who not come in a relationship with him. 
And as we're praying, we believe some of them are being drawn. We believe some of them, their minds are changing. We believe the Holy Ghost is working in their hearts, convicting them. See, that's the good news when we pray. That effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, that agonizing prayer like Jesus prayed. Ban those burdens, man, for the poor, the needy, the poverty-stricken, the underserved, the disadvantaged, you know, the unemployed. All this is going on. It's on our prayer list. We're crying out to God about it. See, that's the good news that we can pray, man. We can talk with God about these things that concern us. And he hears us like Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 3 says, God hears us when we pray. He, you think he's going to hear the prophet Jeremiah who tried to quit and not hear, not hear us who's trying to give him everything that we can? Trying to be faithful unto him? You think he's not going to hear our prayers and do the same thing because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Hebrews 13 and 8 says that. He ain't changed. As he was with Moses, he with us. As he was with Joshua, he with us. As he was with uh, Abraham, he with us. As he was with Jeremiah, he's with us. He ain't changed. He's the same God. And he said, I hear your prayers, and I answer your prayers, and I'll show you great and mighty things in your situation, your circumstance. That's the God I am. I don't need no permission from the government. I don't need no bill passed, no legislation. I'm just God. I show up and do what I want to do. I bless who I want to bless, you know. I take up who I want and take down who I want. Nobody tell God what to do. You know, he's all powerful. Got all the power, you know. And he said, don't faint unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We saying it. We saying it. God is everywhere. And wherever God is, there's goodness there. There's judgment. There's righteousness there, but there's judgment too now. You know, he's God. Nobody can stop God. Nobody can make it by standing up against God. You lose. Might, you might have a day or two, man, where you think you done did something, but you can lose it all. What good does it do anyway to, uh, for a man to profit all this world? Can't take none of that stuff with you and lose your soul. Nothing more important than a soul. No. You know, and when the Lord sees one of his, his saints, one of his souls die, the Bible said he rejoiced over the death of one of his saints. And I pray and hope those five or six people that lost their life in on January, I pray that they were saints. I pray that they were they was they was they was Christian people. Some of the things that they said afterwards, at least one or two of these people they said was was Christian people. That's why they didn't want to pull their gun and shoot nobody. They tried to solve it a different way, peaceful way, and work, and they lost their life in the process. You know, so we give God praise for that. We know they are absent from the body and present with the Lord. We choose to believe that. That's the good news. We get to believe that. They're absent from the body and present. That's good news. You know, if they die in Christ, because their bodies are dead, they're going to live again. Precious promises from God. Let's go on in the book of uh, Psalm chapter 34, verse 8, the King James Bible. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Put that confidence in him. Rely on him. Depend on him. Can't go wrong. Hope in him. You know, he's already know my thoughts towards you. Book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. They're good. They're not evil. Man might have evil thoughts against you. Another party, political party might. Some other crazy ideology out there might. But it ain't me. Some other extreme person out there. Some other hater. You know, some other bad boy group or something. Not me. I'm a loving God. I'm a kind God. And even I chasing the people that I love. Yes. You know. Judgment belongs to me. Righteousness also belongs to me. Good, you know, my good, my goodness, my mercy. It endures forever because I'm always trying to win people through my loving kindness and tender mercy. I'm trying to use my goodness to bring them to repentance. You know, I ain't trying to strong arm nobody. You know, 
Book of Romans chapter two, verse one through four, the King James Bible, as we move to close, he says, therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, yes. whosoever thou art that judgeth, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doeth the same things. <laughs> I ain't always been saved, might as well admit it, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinketh thou this, O man, that judgeth them which do such things and doeth the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. It's a question he asked there. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. Y'all know what we say when you hear something twice. That's twice we've heard that. That is twice we've heard that. You know, twice we've heard that. And when Herod saw Jesus, now I'm going to close after this. I got so many more scriptures and so much more information I want to give you about the good news, but I'm going to close after this. I'll get it another day because it's going to keep. But I want you to get this closing statement I'm getting ready to make here. It's out of the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 8, the King James Bible. And this blessed me. And I pray it bless you. And when Herod saw Jesus, remember they brought Jesus before Herod to be, to be, you know, to be judged. A lot going on. This is before he was getting ready to be crucified. He had to be tried. And it says when they brought him before Herod, he was exceeding glad. Because <laughs> he knew no taking my life. You know, the joy of suffering the way he suffered to please the Father, to honor the Father. You ain't taking my life. You don't know what I know. You don't know who I know. If I lay my life down, I'm the one that can take it back yes. up again. No man is going to take my life. I, I was destined to come and do this. So it says, you know, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him. Now think about this. This is Herod now. You know, he is excited about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is just as excited as he can be. Remember what Jesus said? My meat is always to do the will of him that sent me. My joy, my strength, my excitement. So you got Jesus and Herod is looking at him. Jesus just is calm. You know, Jesus got his mind so focused on the Father. He's at such peace. Nothing they could do to harm him. And, and Herod picks up on it. And Herod hadn't heard about him. He was designed to see him. He was as glad as a pig in slop. Jesus is glad to see him, and he's glad to see Jesus. But man, you wait until why it was so it was such a glad occasion. It's gonna bless you. He says, and he was desirous to see him of a long season. He'd been waiting a long time. You know why he had been waiting so long, Pastor? He had done heard all that good stuff about Jesus. He had done heard all the good reports. He had done heard all the healings. He had done heard about all the miracles. He had done heard so much good news about Jesus until the few little blasphemous things they tried to accuse him of that brought him there. He blasphemed their scripture. He blasphemed their God. He bla you know, it, it did not even make no sense. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, Herod being a person in charge with power, He's sitting there, man, like, okay, I got to do this because this is my duty. But my concern is higher than this duty, this position I'm in. 
I'm getting ready to see the one who called himself the king of the Jews, the savior of the world, the one who's done all these miracles. I ain't had no magicians and none of my none of my palm readers and my magic people to come in here and do nothing like what I've heard this man do. I got to meet him. I'm excited about this. You know. And so they bring him in because he had heard many things of him. <clears throat> this, this, this Herod talking. And he hoped to have seen some miracles done by him. <laughs> it's in the book of, book of Luke now, chapter 23, verse 8, the King James Bible. Now let me wrap this up and sum, 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 summarize this for you, and it's going to bless you. In God's eyes, see, you got to look at things, man, through them Christian eyes, through God's perspective, y'all. Then things become clear. You see things differently. You see the world different. You see all this craziness going on in Washington and other places around the world, Russia. You see things totally different when you look at it through God's eyes. So in God's eyes, Herod's interest represents a craving for the sensational, for the wonderful, for the miraculous. They don't want, they don't want to get saved to see it. They want to try to take the cheap route. You know, they love the sensational. They love to satisfy their curiosity for the unusual, for the unusual. You know, it lasts but a minute. They love entertainment. They love it for the joy of it, for the fun of it. So they can say, yeah, well, you know, I invited him. And so he came and did that for me. So the people can talk about, oh, I'm so glad that Herod invited him. We were so, we were, we were so entertained. We enjoyed it so much. Yeah. The thrill of it. This is not the kind of person to who Jesus Christ reveals himself in a saving way. Mm. Came close, but he didn't get there. He didn't get the most important part of that visit that Jesus was a savior. Wasn't there yet, he was still in that savior mode. He totally missed that salvation was hanging in the balance by that visit. Came so close, just like today, salvation comes so close to so many. Oh, <clears throat> so many, it's right there. The preaching and teaching of the gospel ain't gone anywhere. It's still the power of God until who believes. Come on preachers, we gotta preach it while it's daytime because nighttime is coming. And the people won't be able to have access to good news. This man with all this power <coughs> blew a great opportunity to be saved. The Savior was right there. And he never said anything about what must I do to be saved. Wanted to see some miracles, like a lot of people today. He had desire for it but only God gets to choose who he will reveal himself to, who he share his salvation with, who he want to save. He wants to save everybody, but except you repent and come in the knowledge of the truth, you can't be saved. When and where and how <coughs> he decides, all you have to do is just turn to him and ask him to forgive you. Repent of your sin and he'll save you. We, the children of God, are his cheerleaders. Why? Because we live in the light as he is in the light. Our bones are healthy. Our bodies are healthy. Our spirits are healthy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Jeremiah said it's like fire shut up in my bones. Weeping may endure for a night, according to the book of Psalms, chapter 30, verse 5. But joy comes in the morning, you know. You know, when we endure for a night, but we have joy in the morning in our human experiences, you know, right here on earth. This then is good news, and we can't afford to treat it like bad news. 
because of what is physically going on in our nation, in our land, and in our world. We should be overcoming by being of a good cheer, smiling and laughing at Satan and all his followers because we know who wins or who's given us the victory. You know, book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 26, the King, uh, King James Bible says this, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. He that is greedy of gain troubles his own house, but he that hateth gifts shall live. The heart of the righteous studyeth the answer. Y'all better get in your word, because you're gonna have to answer to some things. Some situations gonna come and challenge you and you gotta speak to it. But the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. We see it's going on right now, y'all. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayers of the righteous. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and answering them. The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and the good report maketh the bones fat. Whose report do you believe? Who shall declare it? You know, who shall declare it? It makes our bones fat. It makes our bones healthy. It's like medicine to our bones medicine to our flesh, marrow in our bones, you know. We become strong in the Lord in the power of his might. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. <laughs> Be wise as a serpent, child, as we go forward. Don't get caught up in all this bad news being thrown at us. Be wise. Be wise in the knowledge of who God is. Be wise in the prophetic words that he's prophesied. Be wise to the truth. You know, be wise to the cunning, crafty plots and schism, the schism of the enemy, the tricks, you know, of his craft. Be wise to that stuff, you know, and abide and be wise as a serpent. Abide in God and let him abide in you. Abide in his word and let his word abide in you so that you can bear fruit that will remain. Your branches will grow. So guess what? You can provide shade. The Bible said for the fowls, you know, places for people to come and find refuge and find comfort, you know, and counsel. They'll love to talk to you. Then you can share the good news of the gospel. As they, as they gathered around John as he was preaching about the, about the one that was coming, that was going to baptize them with fire and with power, they loved to hear that message. They was glad to go down in that water. It was like the kingdom of God was suffering by and the bottom was trying to take it by force. And they didn't have to because God was giving it to them through that voice crying in the wilderness. He's giving it to us today through other voices. He's giving it to us today through his word, his spoken word, his written word. He's giving it through us today by raising up a mighty army that will preach and teach sound doctrine. No matter what happens, we still going to embrace the good news of the gospel. There is good news. There is good news. He that refuses instruction despises his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. Let the word correct you. Let the word tell you what you're doing wrong. And then get in alignment and agreement with the word, you know, and let God instruct you in righteousness, you know, so that the men and women of God can be thoroughly furnished and prepared to every good work. The word of God is inspired to do that, you know, to bring reproof, bring correction, bring instruction in righteousness, you know, so that we can be thoroughly furnished and prepared to every good work, you know. That's 15 verse 26 to verse 33. And so, God sends good things from a faraway place like heaven to refresh his children, revive them and give them life, to free us from fear, from worry, from stress. Our souls are saved. This is good news. And we are not tired because he is not tired. Great is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And when things get hot, he literally cools things off. And figuratively speaking, he will bring us through the fire 
or the storm because he uses our trials to test us and to bring us power to be able to stand against the wiles of the adversary when we are under attack, when we are being assaulted by all these evil forces of darkness. He always quenches our thirst if we are thirsty, always fills us when we are hungry, always does that. These are good tidings and good news, especially when our hope gets the by so much bad news. We need to keep a good spiritual appetite for the spiritual food and things of God. In other words, the good news of the gospel. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. It is not good to eat much honey. So far, men to search their own glory is not glory. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. That's in the book of Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25, the King James Bible. So God knows what he's doing. All have sinned and come short. And no one wants to tell, yes, that are those who did not tell. They just believed the lie and people died. The good news is, is, is doing the right thing is what pleases God. We keep going and pursuing the truth until daybreak comes, doing the work of an evangelist. What is our nature to do, a, do as a Christian? That's who we are. Good tidings and good news until daybreak. And it comes while the sinners are still not saved and can't work and we can't work anymore. That time when God will put to work again, every one of us in a heavenly place, yes. you know, when this life is over. When this life is over. The good news is sometimes you can act alone as is our solitary responsibility when nobody will. Only what we do for the Lord is what counts in the end anyway. Our whole duty is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's our individual responsibility. Mm -hmm. Only be accountable for what we do or what we don't do. And we see this with David in the second book of Samuel chapter 18, verse 24 and verse 28 in the Bible. David had to take on this thing by himself. Sometimes it's like that when you want to go one way and seem like nobody else understands. It's a solitary experience. When Jesus went up to the garden to pray, Garden of Gethsemane, that night before he was offered, he took three people with him, close to him, James, Peter, and John. And he told them as he saw they were tired and they were weary. They had been ministering all day, following him around. Jesus was not tired. He don't slumber. He don't sleep. He just does the work. He draws strength and energy from pleasing his father. That's his meat. Always to do the will of him that sent him. All the way to the end. Even with the thief on the cross, he still saved him as he was getting ready to be crucified. And David was like that. David, David learned that from God, that you can do so much if you're willing and if you're obedient. You can eat the good of the land. Scripture says, and David sat between the two gates and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate unto the wall and lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man running alone. Listen to that, running alone. He was, has a purpose. He was in a hurry to get something done. And the watchman cried and told the king. And the king said, if he be alone, there is tithings in his mouth. He carrying a message. He got some good news. And he came a space and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running 
And the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bringeth tidings of good news. And the watchman said, He thinketh the running of the foremost is like the running of Amaz, the son of Zodok, who was a well-known king, who was a well-known son of a king. And they know when they came, they came with a message or a decree or something from the king. <clears throat> that was going to be well received by the people. Oh, they had a king. And the king said, He is a good man and cometh with good tidings. And Ahaz called and said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, Listen to this, y'all, and I'm finished. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which has delivered us, the men that lifted up their hands against my lord you know and so don't touch what god is doing because god loves righteousness but he also loves judgment when it's necessary and so as we close today hopefully you have heard some good news hopefully this has been a blessing to you hopefully this has restored your hope hopefully right now you can arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up on thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And we see that and gross darkness to people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, Lord, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall come and be nursed by thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee, and the multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dormitories and the maidens and the ephrods, all they from Sheba shall come, but they shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. For the nation and the kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish, yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. And this is Solomon writing this letter, and he knew that, my God, the favor of God was on his life. You know, he knew this, and he was so wise that he decided to tell the people, don't do the vanity that I did. I missed a great opportunity. King Queen Sheba came and they blessed me. Every king that came brought me blessings, you know, and God is keep telling us that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. There's going to be a day of transfer. You know, you just got to keep trusting God. Don't worry about it. God is going to provide. He's going to take care of us and we keep trusting him. Solomon was blessed by God. And when God came to Solomon and said, Solomon, what is the one thing that you want me to do for you that I haven't already done for you? I blessed you because you're the seed of the righteous, because of your father. I blessed you. I blessed you, you know, ridiculously. What is it that you want me to do for you? You have everything. And Solomon said, I would like to have wisdom to be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong so that I can govern these people that you made me king over. What is it that you want God to do for you today? You know? There's good news. There is good news. What good news do you want from the Lord today? All you have to do is look to him. All these people we talked about, look to the Lord, David, Solomon, all of them. Some of them missed it. Some of them didn't. Some of them benefited. Some of them died in the process. Some of them dealt with the judgment of God. But the good news was always there. 
The good news was always there. You have access today to good news. There is good news. The good news of the gospel has come to today. They come to give life today. At the entrance of God's word, he has given you light today. You know, you have found God's word. And hopefully you're eating this word. And hopefully this word is becoming joy and rejoicing to your heart and to your soul today. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. You sent your word today to heal many of us and to rescue us from destruction. We thank you for your word. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. But your word, Father, will not pass away. Oh, God, we thank you today for your word. You honor your word, Lord. And we give you praise. We give you glory. Now, fathers, we pray for those that are lost, don't know Jesus, those that have never, ever heard about the love of Christ, never, ever heard about the dead, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're praying for them right now to repent, Lord. All they have to do is just believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they shall be saved. All they have to do right now is just ask you to forgive them and you are faithful and just to forgive them and to cleanse them of all their unrighteousness. Father, it's so simple. As we conversate with you right now concerning the lost, we ask you to save them, Father, as you yes. saved us. We ask you for their salvation and forgiveness yes. today. We ask you for the healing of the land yes. today to follow. We ask you right now, God, for those in high places that don't know Jesus, caught up in their own righteousness. God, that you would deliver them today is our prayer, that you would humble them under the hand of Almighty God and save their souls. <coughs> We're asking you to visit our nation's capital and other nation's yes. capital. Visit those leaders that sit in high places, God, those dictatorial leaders, Lord. Father, we just pray today in the name of Jesus as you dealt with Saul and his arrogance and his ignorance. God, I pray that you deal with other leaders right now because they don't know that there's none preeminent but you. They don't know that there's the only one Savior and it's you, Jesus. There's only one God. There's no other God. So, Father, we bow down to no man, but we worship you and we fear what no man can do to us. We're asking for your intervention in the craziness that's going on in D.C. right now, in our government. But God, in the midst of it, we pray that you keep our eyes focused on the prize, that we look beyond the current situation and circumstance and we see the coming glory of our God. Oh, that we, Father, heart the wound, that we compare not these current sufferings of this age because they're light affliction, but oh, we focus on the coming glory. You shall take the lid off, God in righteousness and in judgment because you know what's good and what's best for us so we're praying for the lost god that they'll be saved today that they'll repent right now yes. we're praying for the backsliders will understand and come to the realization that good news was you're married to the backsliders we're praying right now god for the prodigal sons and daughters that have gone out here in this world tasting and experiment with life for the first time and they'll find it to be difficult and hard and some of them will begin to transgress the way they were raised and the way they were trained the way they were taught lord god because of peer pressure and other types of pressure. They want to fit in, God. But Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that they know that they can always return back to that first love. Cause them right now to put a pause on their life. They're running through life so fast, God. But you told us we were old once, you know, we were young once and now we're old. And one thing we've never seen, Father, oh, this is good news. The righteous forsaken of the seed begging bread. We just thank you today, Father. Hallelujah, that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And our seed shall be blessed, and our seed seed shall be blessed. Yes. Father, we're just praying for salvation right now, for the lost out there in this world. We're praying against this COVID-19 pandemic and these other variants that are spreading to these 32 states yes. right now. God, only you can intervene and cause it to dry up. Only you can allow, God, these manufacturers to make enough uh, suitable, Lord God, trustworthy, Lord God, vaccine, to be able to vaccinate all that are out there, Lord God. Let the people not resist, Lord God, just for resisting. 
Lord, but have them to have some trust and some confidence and some faith in their newly elected leaders, oh God, at the city level, the state level, the national level, God, the federal level, God. And Father, we just give you the praise and go and honor them, that we will be again with your help, God, the United States of America, one nation under God and individual liberty and justice for all. Here's our prayer today, God. Save America. Save every other nation out there. Let yes, righteousness God. once again exalt our nation. Let us be restored today, God, by your help to the moral and ethical high grounds and standards that we were once feared and known for. Help us today, God, and bless every nation out there whose Lord today will become their God, you know. Lord, our God today, let him become their God today, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, Father, we thank you now. We thank you that, God, you so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that we still believe in him, not perish, but have everlasting life. This is our prayer today, that all out there that don't know Jesus will come into this knowledge of the truth, and they'll repent of their sins, confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus up from the dead. And as he raised him, he'll raise them, God. This is good news, Father. Oh, God, that any who called on you today, God, you said they shall be saved, because it's with the heart that man believes in the righteousness, and with confession with the mouth is salvation comes. So we thank you now, and we praise you now. Do that for all of us, God, the just as well as the unjust, Jew and the Greek, Lord, anyone that call on your name. We pray for it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, seal this word today. Seal this word, Lord God, that there is good news, still good news in the midst of all the darkness, all the chaos. There's still good news. And we pray, God, that this message has gone out as good news to encourage your people, to build them up today, to let them know, God, that all is well with our souls today. All is well on the throne today. All is well with you today, Father. And so we give your praise going on. Now, Lord, bring your word to pass. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. All right, then. God bless you all. We love you all. Pray you got something out of the word today. There is good news. You heard it twice today. There's good news of the gospel. It comes, man, to educate us, man, to bring to focus all the things that God has precious promises. He made us. He's faithful who promised. Ain't no man that he should lie. And then you heard about some good news to add on to that and to build on to that. So you've got a double dose of good news today so take it and run with it share it distribute it you know if you didn't receive it receive it and then if you receive it go share it with somebody we love you all god bless you all and thank you all for joining us today come on back in the morning at 6 a.m and join us for our power for not for our power prayer but in the morning for creating a prayer culture for god wednesday night you can join us at 7 30 for our power prayer man i'm so excited and so stirred up right now about this word about what god is doing we love y'all. God bless y'all. Amen, amen, and amen. Give God praise. Now give him glory. He loves us, y'all. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. All you have to do is confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus up from the dead and you can be saved. I declare the day of the day of salvation unto the Lord for all of you that are out there right now receiving these tidings, these good news greetings. In Jesus' name, love y'all. Talk to you later. Amen.